Welcome, my flourishing friends, to episode number 41. In today's episode, we are going to talk all about how to live green at home. I get so many questions about this topic, and my green home guide is by far the most downloaded resource that I have. But what I'm going to do today is break it down for you a bit more. We're going to talk about at-home living green in our food choices and home cleaning, home heating and cooling, furnishing, lawn and garden, and more. It's really good stuff. Let's dive in. I'm Christina Hunter, and you are listening to the Live Well Green podcast, all about sustainable well-being and green living. We explore how to do what is good for the planet and for ourselves in order to truly flourish. question we are dealing with today is how can I live greener at home? There are just so many choices. It can be really hard to know how to do the right thing. Well, we might not be able to tackle every single question today, but we will cover a lot of ground. How about we start with food? It's a fun topic and one of the best ways that we can connect our bodies to the natural world. Obviously, it's a place for nourishment, and it's also a great way for us to feel connected to the environment, as well as a great way to connect with our family, friends, and our bodies. So how do we start here? Why don't we just begin with being mindful about the food that we are consuming? Because it can be this great source of connection to the natural world and to our bodies and so on. But all too often, it really isn't because we're eating mindlessly. We're eating on the go or not being very mindful with our food choices and the impacts that it might have on us, on our bodies and on the environment. So how do we get going with that? It's very easy to get stuck in habits and convenience, but when we try to be mindful around quality and source of our food, as well as the packaging that it comes in, it can really make a big difference. So the first thing to ask is, does my food choice reflect my values? If it doesn't, look at making some incremental changes. It doesn't mean that you have to change everything right away, but slowly make a few changes that feel right for you. I suggest start with buying local. It's a great way to get more value from your food by shopping locally. You can support local producers, connect with them, and the food is less likely to be highly processed and has traveled fewer miles than it would otherwise. So those are some really positive impacts associated with buying local. The next thing we can look at doing is reducing food waste. Wasted food has an enormous negative impact on the environment, not to mention our grocery bills. And when food gets wasted and just put into the garbage and goes to the landfill, it ends up 
producing methane, which is a very powerful greenhouse gas. So it's really important that we don't waste our food. In addition to producing methane in the landfill, we also have a huge waste of fossil fuels involved in the harvest, processing, transportation, packaging, storage, refrigeration of food that ultimately ends up in the landfill. The waste and the carbon footprint is really enormous. You can add on to that the chemical fertilizers, the land that was used, the water that was used, and the packaging and so on. So it's really a great thing to start with simply reducing your food waste. How can we do this? Well, just eating up our leftovers, shopping with a plan, and Composting in your backyard is another important step in reducing those greenhouse gas emissions. If you head back to episode number 36, I really get into how to reduce your food waste through meal planning. And it was really important and actually it changed my life. So I encourage you to check that out. Now, What about household cleaning? We often have a lot of questions about how to clean our household. And during the pandemic, sanitizing and disinfecting has become more important than ever. But we don't want to do it at the expense of our health by using toxic products. And we don't want to end up using more disposable products than we should or need to. So here are some important things to consider with your household cleaners. First of all, avoid some of the most harmful products by avoiding ingredients that contain phthalates. And they can be found in cleaners and air fresheners and other household products. Phthalates are endocrine disruptors, and they're man-made chemicals that interfere with our hormone system. And these are really problematic when they're washed down the drain and get into the environment. And they're also a concern for human health. Another thing to avoid when we're thinking about human health and environmental health is the antimicrobial ingredients in soaps and cleaners and other products. It's often called triclosan. And it's increasingly been added to liquid soap and in hand sanitizer and so on. But triclosan is actually another endocrine disruptor. And it's even toxic to fish and other aquatic organisms and accumulates in the environment. So in addition to all of those harms, soap and water actually clean better. So there's really a lot of other options that are out there. When you're doing your home cleaning, just try to keep it simple. Try cleaning with simple products like vinegar for glass and disinfecting and a microfiber cloth, which is also great for reducing microbes. And you can use baking soda for scouring. But I have a whole resource for you on green cleaning. You can head on back to episode number 32, where I talk about green home cleaning for all of the details on that. And I also have a free downloadable resource, which is on my website. That is christinahunterflourishing.com forward slash green clean. And there you'll find a whole bunch of recipes on green cleaning for disinfecting, deodorizing, and general safe and effective household cleaning using everyday products. 
then if you really want to purchase your cleaning supplies, I encourage you to look for products that are certified as being safe for the environment and human health. And one of the most credible certifications out there is called EcoCert. And that's available in the European Union, the United States, Canada, and many other countries. In the US, you can also look for a certification by Green Seal that's also really helpful in determining which products to purchase when you're thinking about home cleaning supplies. Now, let's talk for a moment about purchases. What about appliances? They do break down, and sometimes it just costs more to fix it than to purchase a new one. So it might be important to think about our purchases in terms of these larger home appliances. These appliances are things that we will likely be living with for a number of years. So it's really important to consider the resources that they use along the way and how long that item will be in service for you. So the number one thing to do here when purchasing new appliances is to think about quality. When we buy quality products, it's good for the environment because they tend to last longer and stay out of the landfill or scrap metal pile. And it can even be a cost savings to you in the long run because you have to replace it less often. So if you can, purchase a high quality appliance. The other thing to consider, of course, when purchasing appliances is reducing the energy requirements of the operation of that appliance. The energy efficiency of most appliances has been steadily improving over time. So yes, it's generally a really good choice to replace an old fridge, for example. But the new fridges and other appliances still vary quite a bit in their energy use. So look for the energy rating of that appliance compared to others on the market. And there are certifications and ratings from Energy Star in the US and Canada. And in the EU, it's called Energy Label. And it's also called EnerGuide in Canada. So look for that rating in order to determine what's the most energy efficient. Then we also need to think about water consumption with our appliances. And just replacing a standard toilet with a low flow or dual flush model is a great way to reduce your water use. And there are other just low cost solutions that are worth investigating for reducing your household's water use, including installing low flow shower heads and aerators on your faucets, because that can also really reduce the water used in your home. Now, what about furnishings? Furniture and decor are usually considered an expression of our taste and style, but we should also think of them as another way to express our values. So when we're purchasing furniture and decor, we should really think about longevity. If you need to buy your furniture, rugs, or home decorating items, I encourage you to think less about fashion trends and more about items that you'll be happy to hold on to for at least a decade or indefinitely. So buy quality items and plan to hang on to them. Keep those rugs and knickknacks out of the landfill by buying quality and things that you really love. This will allow you to have the things in your home to really align with your values. Think, is it something that I can truly be proud of having paid for and keeping in my home? Does it support good employment? 
Am I directly supporting an artist, a local manufacturer, or a vendor? And does it tell a story about me and my family? Do I connect to the item more than simply it was on sale and a good price? Now, I personally love vintage and quality secondhand furniture and even decor. It aligns with my values and it almost always has a story to tell. That's why most of my home's furnishings have stories associated with them that involve, oh, I found that in the back lane and we spruced it up, or this was from our neighbor who's now moved away, or I had this when I was little. So it's really a great feeling to have home decor that tells a story and also aligns with what you believe in. Now, back to some basics, heating and cooling. It's not quite as fun as furnishings, but it's definitely important when it comes to reducing carbon emissions. Efficient heating and cooling is really important for the planet. And of course, it also saves on our utility bills and can even increase property values. Now, I know what you're thinking. It's not as much fun as some of the other things we talk about, but it's important. So where do I recommend you start with heating and cooling? Insulation. Pretty sexy, right? Well, not really, I know that. But home insulation is really one of the most cost-effective, high-return green investments that you can make in your home. So pay attention to insulating your roof, walls, basement, and flooring, as well as attending to the cracks and joints at the doorways, windowsills, and exterior outlets. There are plenty of home energy consultants that can help guide you through the process. All right, what about the outdoor environment? Let's think about landscaping. Not only does that benefit us in terms of the beauty and enjoyment of having a lovely place to enjoy, but it can also add significant value to the property as well as ecological value to our urban environments or our local ecosystems. Whether you're on a large rural property or an urban yard or even just a balcony, we can bring nature into these spaces and gain all kinds of benefits for ourselves and the ecosystem. So here I really consider working with nature. It's actually easier than it sounds, but it does mean rethinking those outdoor spaces. Landscaped spaces should be suited to our local climate, precipitation, and geography. And this means using native plants and welcoming native birds and insects and supporting the natural ecosystem. If you head on back to episode number 17, I have a whole episode about naturalizing your yard or balcony with lots of great information and ideas for you. Then I also encourage you to consider an organic garden and maybe even growing food in your organic garden. Now, first of all, this just feels good. There is all kinds of evidence that actually supports the benefits of working in the garden, seeing greenery, and growing your own food. Whether it's just a potted tomato on the balcony, a little herb garden on the windowsill, or growing your own food in some way, it can be very, very rewarding. So how do we go about doing this? I encourage you to think about allowing those natural predator insects to do their job, and that actually allows you to be a lot healthier when you work with the system rather than against it. 
Now, back in episode 34, we had Dave Hansen on, who's an expert in organic gardening. So head on back to that episode for more information. And I also have a free, great resource on the topic. It's over at my website, christinahunterflourishing.com forward slash organic gardening. It's a great one. Then I do want to also mention the stuff that we put in our homes. Now, North Americans especially tend to have large homes, larger than other places in the world, and we tend to fill them with stuff. In fact, we do so much shopping that we end up with more stuff than our houses can hold. And then people even take out additional storage space to store their things. And unfortunately, this is fueled largely by cheap consumer goods. And oftentimes, people are just looking at shopping as a cure for mental unrest and a way to fill emotional voids. However, these practices are taking a huge toll on the planet. So we really need to be a lot more mindful of our purchases. We need to be deliberate in terms of purchasing things that align with our values of sustainability. Think, does it support my values? Does it support local? How long will I keep it and use it? Those are really important first questions to ask. Now, with regard to the home itself, I always encourage you to think about the home not just as the place where you will live, but the place that you will also commute from on a day-to-day basis. Now, think about how your home contributes to how you want to live. Does your home's location and size support your desired lifestyle? Our homes influence how we live on a day-to-day basis, and it really should also be a reflection of our values. Choosing where to live is also choosing how to spend your time getting to where you need to go. Consider your location and the commute that it entails to get to work or to school or to shopping or other appointments. And also try to make sure that the home is right-sized. All too often, we think that bigger is better. But I'm encouraging you to think about the quality of the space more than the quantity. When we have right-sized living spaces, it's actually easier to declutter and to reconnect with one another and to spend our time, energy, and money on what we value. And this is especially important during the global pandemic. I encourage you to think about where you live and try to live more locally. Embrace your local surroundings. It allows you to shorten those commute times when we make an effort to frequent our local businesses, entertainment facilities, restaurants, and so on. And it's really important because it also helps to build community as you get to know your neighbors and helps your local businesses survive. So if there is a local dentist, hairdresser, farmer's market, baker, or maker, please make a point of purchasing from them. Buying local and living local is really important for our communities, and it also feels great. So I want you to remember, you don't need to be perfect in order to be green. The problems with the environment are big. 
But we have so many practical solutions available to us right now. And all we need to do is to take action. Now is the time to take important steps in living greener at home. It will allow you to feel great about your contributions to the green living movement, and it might even save you money. I'm here to guide you and cheer you on. You've got this. Now, now is the time to get flourishing. So that is the answer to how to live green at home. The key messages I would like for you to take away from today's episode are, first of all, to be mindful with your food and purchases. Let them reflect your values of sustainability. And then secondly, buy local when possible. Third, get efficient with home heating and water use. It pays off. Number four, Avoid hazardous chemicals like pesticides, harsh cleaners, and solvents. And number five, get your hands in the dirt and do some gardening. It is good for you, even if it's just a potted plant on the balcony or windowsill. And number six, finally, is to rethink your purchases and really consider quality over quantity. Now, you can find all of this information and more on my free downloadable green home guide. Please download it, share it with friends, tell all your neighbors about it because it's useful, evidence-based information on how to live greener. It will help you in your day-to-day decision-making. Now, before I leave you, I'd like to bring you one final quote. And this one comes from Chief Seattle's speech way back in 1854. And he said, Humankind has not woven the web of life. We are but one thread in it. Whatever we do to the web, we do to ourselves. All things are bound together. All things connect. End of quote. That's all for now. If you are interested in exploring these issues further, please head on over to my website. It is christinahunterflourishing.com. That's Christina with a K. There you will find all kinds of free downloadable resources, including the Green Home Guide that I mentioned, as well as my Sustainable Wellbeing Starter Kit that helps you understand how connecting to nature is not only great for the environment, but also improves your mental, physical, and spiritual well-being. While you're there on my website, please sign up for my newsletter. It comes out once a week and is full of resources and inspiration and news from the flourishing community. If you are looking for a great way to send a gift to a friend with cancer, please check out the unexpectedgiftbox.com. Especially during the global pandemic, it is more important than ever to reach out to those in need. And the needs continue despite the pandemic. So please consider the unexpected gift box for curated gifts to assist somebody as they're going through cancer, alleviate symptoms, and deal with the mental and spiritual journey that they're going on. Finally, if you like what you are hearing, 
please leave me a review wherever you get your podcasts. I can't wait to talk to you again. Until then, live well green, my flourishing friends. Bye for now.